Guy goes to work, driving, spinning, Gobert's there, and rejects it. Rudy Gobert with another block. Here's Conley to the front court. Rotate to Ingles, down low, Rudy, catch and dunk. Beautiful play. 15-0 run by the Jazz, they lead it 28-25. Hi, this is Rudy Gobert, and this is your Jazz Game Rewind. Hey, this is Andrew Sorensen, and welcome to your final Jazz Game Rewind of the regular season. The Jazz headed into this game knowing that they had to win to secure the number one seed, and they did just that. They finished the season on a high note. They win this one 121-99 over the Sacramento Kings. Here's Quinn Snyder addressing the unique situation the Jazz were in before tip-off. This time of year, you try not to focus on things that are out of your control. Given the outcome of that game, obviously, we need to win to secure the number one seed. It's hard not to be aware of that what's happening in the afternoon on game day. So hopefully we're dialed in tonight. I think we will be and control what we can control. Well, now we can officially say the Jazz controlled what they needed to control, and they get the number one overall seed heading into the playoffs. That being said, they won't know who they play until the middle to late part of this week. There really is two sides of the coin when it comes to the play-in situation. The Jazz get a nice week-long break, but they don't get quite as much time to prepare for their opponent as some of the other teams in the playoffs whose playoff matchups are already set. That being said, those teams that are in the play-in games only get a few days off before their regular first round series starts. For the Jazz and the Suns, they get the longer break, they get less time to prep, but they get a less rested opponent. Now, getting back to the game tonight, the Jazz, knowing they needed to win, put all hands on deck, except, of course, Donovan Mitchell, who we hope to see starting in the first round that is yet to be announced. We will see when Donovan actually comes back. Mike Conley, second game back after the hamstring. 21 minutes played tonight, 11 points, 9 assists. Rudy Gobert, 13 points, 16 boards. Boyan Bogdanovich, 2 of 5 from behind the arc, had 18 points to go along with 6 rebounds and 4 assists. Jordan Clarkson leads all Jazz scorers with 33 points. He went 6 of 12 from behind the arc. Despite a little bit of a lack of defense in the middle of the fourth quarter when the Kings were able to go on an 11-0 run, the Jazz quickly got it back in hand and were in complete control for the rest of the game. At one point, they were up by as many as 29 points. They were able to go on a 15-0 run. There were only two lead changes, both of which happened, both of which happened in the first quarter. The Jazz, for lack of a better term, dominated this game, which is exactly what they wanted to do and exactly what they should have done, seeing as where they rank in the NBA this year. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Instead of playing a game clip, I want to play David Locke talking about how historic the Jazz were this season. The Jazz, on a franchise level, set several records. On an individual level, Joe Ingles becomes the all-time three-point shooting player in Jazz history. And then on an NBA level, they set several records from behind the arc and from a shooting percentage standpoint. Here is David Locke talking about just that. The Jazz will likely have the defensive player of the year, the sixth man of the year. We'll finish the season with Rudy Gobert being the second in rebounding, Donovan Mitchell being tied for 10th in scoring, Rudy leading the league in field goal percentage, Joe 5th in field, three-point field goal percentage, Clarkson 
ninth in free throw percentage. How about Rudy Gobert leading the league in block shots? And so the Utah Jazz will close the year with their 52nd win with only 20 losses. They have multiple nine-game-plus winning streaks in a shortened season. They'll finish the league as the number one defensive efficiency team, the number one defensive effective field goal percentage team, the number two team in defensive rebounding, the number two team in not fouling, the number three team in shooting, the number number three team in three-point shooting. They'll take the most threes ever. They'll be the first team to take this quantity of threes at this percentage. It's incredible. Just an unbelievable, remarkable year. Just a couple more things to add to that. The Jazz are now the first team in NBA history to hit at least 10 threes in every game of their season. And they are the first Jazz team in franchise history to be the number one overall seed. Now, if you want more information on this game or any of the future games coming up in the playoffs, you can always head on over to utahjazz.com slash lockedonjazz for game notes, player sound, game sound, and anything in between. Once again, that's utahjazz.com slash lockedonjazz. Now, usually at this time, I tell you who the next opponent is going to be. And all I can say is the Jazz are going to be the number one seed and they're going to take on the eighth seed next weekend. So look for those tickets. The Jazz are opening up, almost doubling the amount of fans in attendance to 13,000. You do not want to miss your opportunity to see Jazz basketball in the Vivint Arena, in the playoffs, it is next to none. Some of the best sporting atmosphere you will ever experience. Well, that's going to do it for this edition and final edition of your regular season Jazz Game Rewind. I'm Andrew Sorensen. Thank you for listening for the entire season, and I look forward to hearing and seeing you guys in the playoffs here at Vivint Arena. And as always, go Jazz! Go Jazz!